Hi, I'm Dove, and this is Peter. Hi, Peter. Hello. And this is Dajjal Tao, a show about the deep roots of agility. And today, we're talking about what? We have a chapter that's really interesting. It's about the, the way to embrace change you have to change yourself uh, there's a an idea that's baked into agile culture that transformation will have a bunch of change agents coming along and changing the client's organization the client themselves might be completely immune to it just as the change agents are and of course none of that's true to embrace change you have to change and so this chapter is about that and it neatly leads on from uh, the the chapter we dealt with in part one last week, and also the very first chapter of part two. It, it kind of brings those two together. That's so this neat congruence that I didn't actually intend, but it just kind of happened. Yeah, sometimes the universe works like that, I guess. Would you like to start by reading it? Uh, sure. Um, okay. And I should mention for those who are interested in the correspondence to the traditional 81 chapter version, in the 81 chapter version, this is chapter 23. In this version, in the Agile Dao, it's chapter 20. Embracing change. Natural forms change without cease. Strong winds don't last long, nor heavy rain. As nature's forms change so must our own. Accepting change, we lead change, which buoys us on nature's tide. Anchored to form, we succumb to change, and the tide drags us under. Wonderful. And, and again, I see the end of the poem just slaps you in the face, right? <laughs> Everything seems to be proceeding just lovely until... What? <laughs> so, a lot of questions I have, but let's start by English. Like, two words that, that I would love to you to explain that I struggled with is what, what does... How do you say? Which buoys us? Right? Yes. Yes, uh, to boys to to float, um, or to be floated. Okay, and uh, sakam is to to give in to, right? Yeah, to be defeated by. To be defeated by, and for the for the one big question that I have here, before we go into even into like reading it line by line. As nature's forms change, so must our own. What are our own forms? What do you mean? Uh, well, there's a tension throughout the whole of the Agile Dao, the whole of Lao Tzu, um, between the world of distinctions that we must construct to be able to orient ourselves and to be able to um, to respond intentionally and the world without 
those, or if there is a world, to, to uh, existence without distinctions, this sort of Zen uh, way of being. Um, and in uh, Lao Tzu, the, both of these are necessary, and it's really sort of where the very first chapter uh, situates you. You can't just hair off into your own navel and forget about the world. That wasn't going to last too long. You'll wind up in a terrible state. At the same time, focusing on your plans, your distinctions, your way of understanding your model of the world uh, will wind up with the world coming and slapping you in the face because, of course, your model is incomplete, artificial, temporary, and limited. And would you like to take us from the top? Sure. Actually, I'd like to take us from the end of the previous chapter. Uh, you recall with the chapter 19 here, which is 25 in the original mindset, we finished with, imagine the ice solid or the stream clear. Stop to plan your way ahead. Ignore what moves underfoot. You fall and disappear. So I see this chapter as elaborating on that last part. How did that happen? What, what, what caused that? So natural forms change without cease. We live in a, a world with change on different cadences, different time frames, and many different kinds of frequency, many different kinds of dimension. All of these things are all changing, whether faster or slower. So, since they're changing without cease, the idea that our forms are somehow perfect or somehow perfectible, that we'll get it right, that we'll have just the right approach to solving all the problems, once we have gone shoo-ha-ri, we're at the re-level, we don't need to learn anything, it's all good. That idea is a nonsense. Natural forms change without cease. Strong winds don't last long. If strong winds don't last long, then since we're far tinier and less important than strong winds, which appear everywhere, and nor heavy rain, the things that we regard as implacable forces of nature, they don't last long. So as nature's forms change, so must our own. Again, we come back to where we were last week. Harmony with the ebb and flow of forms. If that isn't what we do, if, if, if we're not accepting change, then we're riding for a fall. So accepting change buoys us on nature's tide, this tide of decay and renewal and ceaseless change. Anchored to form, because we cannot bear to let it go because it is our ideal, because it is our object of worship, because it is our love, because it is our passion, because whatever it is, there's a reason, there's an excuse. We must do this no matter what. Anchored to form, we succumb to change, and the tide drags us under. You fall and disappear. <laughs> you fall and disappear. And this is why. If I recall the, in, in the other translation that I, I saw, um, there's also something that says a lot of words, little actions, better hold some words uh, inside. Something like that. 
Um, I think not from this particular chapter, though um, that does turn up later on. There's a lot of advice about the words that you use, the expression that you use to reveal your intent, defeats you. The idea of uh, diplomacy, of harmonizing with the situation and not creating uh, new representations that interfere with your ability to harmonize or the ability of other people to harmonize with you. I, I think that's that's key here. And in, ad, in the Agile world, that turns up in coaching. When you are coaching, you're being very careful to look at how you're going to get a good outcome. And often sitting down and explaining your plans, great though they might be, to your clients, to the people you're working with, can create apprehension and a reaction. Even the word agile itself often defeats the ability to achieve agility. So I think that that goes to this in the idea of being anchored to form. If we don't do that, we're not anchored to it, and we can then harmonize with what comes. Okay, thanks, and we'll get to it when we get to it. Um, Let's almost finish it. By uh, reading it again? In my best Richard Burton voice. Yeah. <coughs> you can do Richard Harris today if you want. I don't know if I can do either of them. I'll, I'll <laughs> there you go. I'd be anchored to form if I was. Chapter 20. Embracing Change. Natural forms change without cease. Strong winds don't last long, nor heavy rain. As nature's forms change, so must our own. Accepting change, we lead change, which buoys us on nature's tide. Anchored to form, we succumb to change, and the tide drags us under. Wonderful. And I'll finish off with my favorite question. At this moment, there is a CEO of a, I don't know, of, a, of a mid-sized company that takes a taxi to work, and he heard this podcast. And it, something switched, something happened. What will be the effect? What may be the effect? of how he sees his company, of how he sees his employees, of what will happen during the day that will be special? I don't know about special, but I like the question about what would the effect be. Um, someone who uh, is a, a, a CEO or uh, someone who leads an ecosystem of some sort, um, they have to have their eyes on a, a vision. Um, you corrected me the other day with my misquote of the John Lennon line, but I'll use it anyway, um, that life is what happens while you're busy planning something else. Um, so uh, if we look at what goes on in a market, the fundamental of business agility has to be adapting to change in market conditions. Uh, we know that perishingly small numbers of firms, including agile firms, are able to do this. In the 2018 
version 1 state of agile survey, uh, there's this appalling number that only 4% of their respondents said agile had helped their business respond to changing market conditions. And that's one of the, the fundamental of four uh, value propositions in the manifesto. So that's a horrible failure, 96. But you might go, wait a second, maybe, maybe that was an aberration. Maybe this year is much better. It is better. Uh, the, the State of Agile survey just came out. And now it's 6%. So only 94% are failing. It is, isn't it? 2%, woohoo. Um, so this idea of um, anchored to form, I think that goes for uh, the Agile world as well. And a lot of the, quote, transformations, unquote, the people who are pushing them have this standardized, idealized, scaled idea of Agile that is not delivering the ability to respond to changing market conditions, which is what this chapter is calling out. So without our ability to do that, all of the rest of this nonsense around Scrum, this Kanban, that, uh, XP, the other, uh, those things could be really useful in context. But if you don't start with the idea of um, accepting change to lead change and changing yourself, changing your form and the form of your organization to adapt to changing market conditions. Instead of saying, oh, transformation means our organization takes some ideal form that the gurus are going to tell us. If you do the latter, you can't do the former. In the open space uh, agility, one of the mottos are be prepared to be surprised. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, especially if you feel you're prepared to be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> As always, we'll finish with the amazing music that we were generously given. And you can find details of uh, the musicians and the book. And uh, also ask questions. Uh, send us your questions. Send us to... If, if some comments arise, if you want something answered, just send it to us. And the links are in the page of the show. Oh, and especially if you think we're full of shit, which we probably are. Ah, yeah, but that's everyone, so that's not there. Yeah, we can't help it. Take care. Bye-bye, and see you next time.